illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing this evening? Billy, you know... As usual, I'm tired. Worked a long day today. Yeah, really? So every day's a long day. Yeah, pretty much. Especially when it gets dark at 4.45. Oh. And... Yeah, I mean, I leave for work at about 5.30. Dark. I get home, I think, about what, about 7.20, I think, tonight. Dark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it is what it is. Well. So anyway, how, how, how are things down in Corvallis, Billy? Uh, pretty good, I guess. Students are back. Town's busy again. Does it really, when, when Christmas comes and the, and the campus empties out, is it pretty, is it just feels dead? Oh yeah. There? Oh yeah. But it's great. Cause you can go find parking spots and <laughs> you know, you want to go to uh local boys. You can go down there and find a parking mm-hmm. spot. Cause normally it's pretty hard too. Oh yeah. The, the backup of traffic coming into town on 99. Mm-hmm. non-existent when there's no mm. when there's no uh school going on so well the purpose yeah, you know I'm, I, I'm mostly down there when game days are so well usually i'm there before the game day starts by yeah. quite a bit so usually there's no traffic at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. well the purpose of illegal participation is for us to discuss beaver sports tailgating anything else you find interesting and stupid every week Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers. And if you want to get in touch with us, there's a couple ways. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. And Beige, I didn't put this in the notes, but I believe we had an email. Wow. Holy crap. 
to who wrote to us well it came in just a couple days after the podcast came out this Mm -hmm. is for this is for the last one it's from uh sully chris sullivan and it said the update from eugene was gold this week gentlemen looking forward to the bowl game recap sully so there you go what was what what was the uh what was the uh update from eugene I don't know one. because you always get the teletype and I never see it. Yeah, true, true. We don't need that. And I, I rarely keep the transcript. Yeah. So, so I have to go back and listen to that one. But I think it was go. a good one. I think I, I do remember you laughing on that one. So I yeah. think, you, I think uh, yeah. I figure if I can get you to laugh, then hopefully half the audience will laugh too. Yeah. So good thing I lubed up the teletype here this week. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, it hasn't been atrophying. No, what we've no. been off for the last month. Yep, yep. All right, Beach. Uh, let's start with some Beaver Sports news. Um, I know you have been interested in the women's volleyball team. I'm always interested in the women's volleyball team, Billy. Well, but especially when they win. Not like that. I meant uh, so, Beach. Uh, volleyball has a new head coach. Finally, what do we got? Uh, Lindsay. Bohonik, who served as as an assistant at the University of Pittsburgh for the last 10 seasons, has been named the 12th head volleyball coach in Oregon State's 46-year history. Now, she helped lead the Panthers to a program record seven straight NCAA tournament appearances, including back-to-back NCAA Final Four appearances in 2021 and 2022. So she's got a pretty decent resume. Yeah. Um, now, in her 10 seasons as an assistant there, the Panthers compiled a mark of 258 and 62, capturing four ACC conference championships of that span, including taking the crown in 2022 and three straight from 2017 to 2019. You know, I wonder, j- just curious because I'm not, a, I don't pay a lot of attention to volleyball outside of our, our conversations on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with like a, a football coach, when he takes over, you always figure, well, he needs two to three years to implement his program, get his recruits in to, to get his process working. Right. Mm -hmm. Usually don't expect to turn around first year going, especially if the team has been struggling for several years. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how that works for volleyball. I mean, you got a lot less students to worry about. I would think talent on volleyball is talent on volleyball. So if you're to the point of playing in a college, you got to have some talent. And then how much of that is coaching? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about volleyball. People say, but I mean, yeah. they got to give her a few, a couple years. You, you would think, you, know? you would think, but I wonder, I wonder if she'll be able to turn around and start getting some wins this next year. I don't know. It's uh, you, like we always talk about every year. The Pac-12 is a freaking gauntlet. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh, well, still exciting news though. Glad we're moving. Uh, hopefully, onward and upward. Yeah. Well, the only way is upward. It can't get much worse than that. Exactly. All right, Beach, up next, we have some gymnastics news. Ooh, I love gymnastics. Also another one of my favorite sports. Anything with women, I kind of like. Well, Beach, uh, the number 14 Oregon State's gymnastics team battled through a tough first rotation on bars to take third behind a 195.45 in session two of the Super 16 presented by Ozone on Friday night at the Orleans Arena. So it was... uh, they had 16 teams there, and it's basically like four different um, groups of four. And what's what's ozone, by the way? I don't know. It's what everyone was uh, worried about leaving. 
Well, know? it was always the concern about ozone, you know, the ozone layer losing that in the 80s, but I didn't know what ozone, you said presented by ozone. I thought, wow, I wonder what ozone is. One of those bars that sells you oxygen, like in, Probably. Like in Vegas. Oh, here we go. Ozone Gymnastics Apparel is the oh. event's presenting sponsor. Ozone was created with the vision to be more than just a leotard company. Its vision extends to the daily needs of the gymnast, the coach, and the gym owner. From manufacturing and customer service to delivering all the essentials for an athlete, Ozone understands the gymnast needs a high-quality fabric that has a complimentary fit and performs under the stress of each practice and meet. For information, go to ozoneleos.com. Who knew? They should say that. Ozone leotards or something. Yeah, or gymnastics wear. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That, that took forever Somebody to needs figure to, out. You know, you'd think with all the damn people that get marketing degrees in this world, they'd find hire somebody that has a clue. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the hell that means. I'm like ozone. I'm looking up ozone company, and I'm finding like stuff for, you know, like uh, uh, HVAC companies, and then there was ozone solutions, and then another one looked like it was almost like a pyramid company. So, anyways, therefore was Oregon State, which is 14, number 17, Stanford, number 20, Georgia, and Rutgers. Mm, okay. And uh, they started this uh, the session on bars. OSU fought through some mishaps, um, but were led by Jade Carey's 9.85 to place her in a tie for sixth in the event. Now, in her first collegiate appearance, Jennifer McMillan put together a solid debut routine to earn a 9.75 for the Beavs. Then Ariana Young got the orange and black out to a quick start on floor, earning a 9.8. Freshman Savannah Miller followed Young with a 9.8 of her own in her debut routine. Uh, then close out the competition, Carey anchored the Beavs with a 9.875 uh, to finish for a tie for second on vault. And uh, the Beavs ended up in third place, Beach, in, wow. in their rotation. So, But remember, the, the ranking of... Gymnastics is different when you've got a national ranking because they look at your scores. Mm-hmm. They don't look at your records. So, um, you know, the better your scores will be that, you know, you're going to win more, but also to where your ranking is and that kind of thing. So I, I do appreciate that about, about gymnastics. Now, Oregon State will remain on the road next week, taking part in the inaugural Wasatch Classic against Cal, Iowa, and Pitt on Saturday, January 14th at 7 p.m. at the Maverick Center in West Valley City, Utah. Hmm. Wasatch. Wasatch Cannonball. All right, Beach, let's move on to some wrestling news. Ooh, wrestling. How are we doing? Well, uh, they're doing okay, but did you see uh, there was a wrestling match at Gill on Sunday? Did you happen to see that about that at all? I did not see anything. I heard nothing. I actually had a weekend off for once, and I I slept. Yeah. Uh, Well, Beach, a record crowd of 6,764. Ooh. I take it back. I did see somebody post something on Facebook on that. I think uh, uh, John Bickler was there or something like that. Yep. Saw number 26. And he posted a photo. Yep. Saw number 26 Oregon State drop a closely contested duel with 12th-ranked Oklahoma State on Sunday afternoon. Now, the crowd was treated to a contest with numerous close matches before the visitors pulled away for a 20-12 win. Now, after dropping the day's first three decisions, the Beavs seized the momentum with four of their own to grab a 12-7 lead. 
Number 23, Matthew Ogwin, held strong for a 7-5 win via sudden victory over number 20, Wyatt Sheets. Then after an intermission in the 197-pound bout, 18th-ranked Tanner Harvey came from behind to take down number 21, Luke Serber, in a 14-9 decision. Harvey battled back from down 5-3 after the first and then took over. Uh, the grad student outscored Serber 11-6 for the ranked win. Uh, the Beavs ended up did lose the, lose the meet, but had a good showing against a very, very good Oklahoma State team. Um, the Oregon State will take to the road for its next two meets, uh, first against Princeton in a neutral bout in Austin, Texas on Friday before opening conference play at Little Rock on Saturday. Nice. Yes. Shame we didn't uh, pull off a win, but uh, uh, I guess in 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 uh, wrestling, probably a respectable loss is still a respectable loss. Yeah. Okay, you're a bastard. What? Because they have a conference meet at Little Rock. Oh, where 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 is it at in Little Rock, Billy? You're supposed to say what's who, the name of it? Who's Little Rock? What's the name of the? Well, isn't it Little Rock, Arkansas? Yeah, the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. Oh, who are they? Well, because they're the affiliate member in the Pac-12 for wrestling. Oh, all the way in Little Rock. Yep. Because there's wow. not a lot. There's not a lot of schools oh, that participate because, in wrestling. Because, like Oregon, isn't doesn't have a team. Yep. And so Bo- rather than just going down to Eugene, we have to go all the way to Little Rock. Yep. Boise State used to be a affiliate member for wrestling. But they're not, so that's when they added Little Rock. So you have the the Pac-12 beach is Arizona State, Oregon State, Stanford, and then you've got Cal State Bakersfield, Cal Poly, and Little Rock. Rick's College. and. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Beach, let's talk some women's basketball. Ooh. All right. Right. How are we doing? I I've been hearing that I now the the, the news I've been catching because I don't catch a lot. Uh, sounds like we've been doing okay. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. Well, beach first on uh, Friday night, Oregon State took number fifteen Arizona to the wire and led by twelve late, but ended up losing to the Wildcats seventy nine or seventy two to sixty nine. Now in that game, freshman Reagan Beers posted her fourth straight double double a 19-point and 10-rebound effort in the loss. A.J. Marat was just a point below her season high and two under her career high with 17 points. But then, Beach, on Sunday, Oregon State held Arizona State to 27.7% shooting from the floor and route to a 69-59 win over the Sun Devils on the road. In that game, Reagan Beers led the Beavs with her fifth straight double-double, scoring 20 points and 12 rebounds. The freshman is just the sixth player in school history to accomplish the feat and the first since Ruth Hamblin in 2016. She also mm. contributed on the defensive end with two blocks and two steals. Now, Taylor Van Alhoffen also secured a double-double, grabbing 10 rebounds against a feisty SU team and scoring 10 points. Van Olhoffen and Beers were two of six Bs who scored at least five points and nine made at least one basket to help OSU get its first win at Tempe in nearly five years. Wow. We've struggled at Tempe, evidently, because I didn't realize that we uh, haven't beat them down there in that long. Yeah. Now, the 10-6 and six, uh, overall, 2-3 uh, and three in Pac-12 Beavs return home for their next three games. Oregon State hosts Washington State on Friday night at 7 in a game televised on Pac-12 Washington. And then they will play the University of Washington on Sunday. 
But Beach announced today the awards continue to roll in for Oregon State freshman Reagan Beers. Now, uh, Beers is the second Beaver to earn three Pac-12 Freshman of the Week honors, joining Taylor Jones, who earned three awards during the 2019-2020 season. She is the third to earn consecutive Freshman of the Week honors, with just Jones and Jamie Weisner preceding her. Now, the Colorado native led Pac-12 freshman with 19.5 points and 11 rebounds per game. She posted her fourth and fifth straight double-doubles against number 14 Arizona and Arizona State, making her the sixth Beaver ever to record five double-doubles in a row. Now, the double-doubles gives Beers 10 on the year, which leads the Pac-12 and is tied for fifth nationally. She is one of just nine Pac-12 freshmen since 1990-2000 to record 10 double-doubles in a season. She leads Pac-12 freshmen in rebounding at 8.8 rebounds per game and is second in scoring at 15.5 points per game. Hmm. And I love saying that because I just love saying double-double. I know. I, I was noticing that. You really, he really put a lot of emphasis on that one. Oh, it's like saying double-double. So, which, which, which upsets me because I was going to go to the In-N-Out tonight, but I had to go the long way because I had to drop some parts off at a customer's house. So I ended up having Chipotle, which was a little bit of a disappointment. I need to get but, to In-N-Out more. You know, maybe we should make plans. I, my my in and out. I usually do like every Tuesday night on my way home. I'll pick up in and out. Dude, I haven't been in and out in months. Wow. Yeah, I just don't go very often. It's sad, really. It really is sad. I mean, they brought it all the way up here for you, yeah. and uh, and then you don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Do you know the uh, new one just opened in uh, Hillsborough, Roseburg, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, they're open one in Hillsborough too, aren't they? I think over there. There was one. Do, are they building it? Uh, yeah, they tore down an old Barnes & Noble or something. Oh, I know they were looking at putting one in Beaverton somewhere, but the city wasn't going to let them do it because it was going to be too popular. Yeah, don't you love it? We're not going to permit you to go to our city because our citizens are going to like it too much. Yeah. The stupidity of city councils. There's, there's, oh, you want to bring in a business? Well, it's going to do too much business, so we don't want you. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> All right, How Beach. dare people throw money at you? All right, Beach, let's go on to men's basketball. Okay. How, how, how have they been doing? Mm, not so hot. So last Because last year we had a pretty darn good year. No, they did not. Two years oh, ago two? they did. Oh, last year know, so, was garbage. Sorry, COVID kind of screws me up. I, yeah. I have a whole year I lost somewhere in there. Yeah, no, last year was <laughs> garbage. Okay. Yeah, last year they uh, didn't win a game in the Pac-12. Wow. Yeah. Well, Beach, the Oregon State men's basketball team fell to Utah 79-60 to Thursday night in Salt Lake City. Five Beefs scored eight points or more in the game, led by Tyler Bilodeau's 11 points on five for seven shooting from the floor. Rodriguez and Dallas scored 10 points off the bench. Then on Saturday evening in Boulder, Beach, the Bees basketball team fell to Colorado 62-42. to Dexter Ocano finished in double figures for the eighth time this season, going for 10 points. Dimitri Urani hit three of his four field goal attempts off the bench to finish with eight points and six rebounds, while Rigandela tallied six points on three for four shooting. The Bees are now 7-9 and nine overall, 1-4 and four in the Pac-12, and they will return home Thursday for a matchup with Arizona. Well, so what you're saying is we've won one more game in the Pac-12 than we did all of last year? So, yes, they've improved over last year's horrendous. There's times they look pretty good, and there's well, other that, times it's yeah. just a freaking mess. 
when, when we had what's his face before Tinkle, we we looked like a train wreck every game. Yeah, it was it was pathetic, and we had Tinkle, and it seemed like we had a couple years of building, and then it wasn't it when his son was a senior, and we had Gary Payton. No, you're that, getting you're uh, getting everything messed up. But do I? Okay. Payton was gone by the time Trace was there, and okay, but Trace when Trace was there, we had a pretty good season, correct? No, the year after Trace graduated. Really? Yes. Oh, then hell, I don't know what the hell's going. <laughs> so it's okay beach it's, it's 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 been a rough it's been a rough watch it's not easy being okay. beach it truly isn't no well i thought i thought when tinkle was a senior because didn't he get injured one year and we we struggled then i thought after he yeah. recovered i thought we had a really decent season no they did okay but not like they did the next season it's okay. Tink, Tinkle's senior season got screwed up with uh covid okay okay so then like I said, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like we're at the level that we've been trying to get to. No. And do you think we can get there from here, or do we need a change? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we could just be like Oregon and just buy our way into it and pay the players. Pretty much. Yeah. Welcome to the New World Order. Anyway, okay, Billy, we'll keep going. Where are we at? Hey, Billy. Yes, please. Do you hear that? I do. You know, it's, it's amazing. It always happens, you know, like right at a time when they completely don't expect it. I know. So yeah, that thing could be sitting there not moving since, mm-hmm. or since December 4th. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now when we're recording again, it starts up again. That's just freaky crazy. Hey, I was going to say, we, we talked, and I, forgive me because I don't remember, did we chat about the passing of Mike Leach on our last one? No, we did not, because he hadn't passed away yet. I, that's what I was curious on. So, um, do you, well, let me let me finish up this, then we can we can bring that up to the topic. Hold on, hold okay. on. This is a long one. I hear that all the time. Yes, <laughs> I know me too. Usually in the mirror. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Billy. Yes, Beach. This just. In University of Oregon alumni group sues Pac-12 over false and misleading information. A small group of U of O alumni are suing the Pac-12 conference over what they believe was false information regarding Rose Bowl entitlement. Prior to the Pac-12 championship game, many Duck fans purchased round-trip airfare to Pasadena, California, as well as made hotel and rental car reservations in preparation for a trip to the Rose Bowl, begins the claim. A great deal of these purchases were non-refundable and therefore lost when the Pac-12 conference unjustifiably gave the championship to the University of Utah. The claim continues. It's obvious to anyone that Oregon was the far superior team and therefore should have been the Pac-12's representative at the Rose Bowl. The plaintiffs are asking for full compensation for all financial losses as well as a formal apology by the Pac-12 for considering any team other than the Ducks for the Rose Bowl. The Pac-12 has yet to respond to such an asinine complaint. And this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. There you go. You know what? I, I, it's true. That's Did you? Some some people were pissed because the the Duck fans had already booked the reservations for the for the Rose Bowl. They thought it was in the bag. That, that sounds like Duck fans. Yeah. 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 So. 
Sounds like so, and, yeah. Well, you know, they just thought it was the well again sense of entitlement, just just like that complaint says. It's it's what they have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I I I I want to laugh at that, but I also just think, yeah, that's probably true, and it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach. Well, are you ready to go under for the review for the bowl games of the Pac-12? Oh, yeah. Did you want to talk about Mike Leach really quick? We, we can. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, to say, you know, we, we actually uh, talked about him quite a bit during our previous podcast when he was in the Pac-12 because uh, he was quite a colorful gentleman. And uh, I, I honestly was was sad to hear he had passed because, yeah. um, you know, whether you loved him or whether you hate him, he was who he was, and he didn't put on airs. He's probably, honestly, he's probably one of the most honest coaches that has ever been in front of the camera. True. You know, he 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 didn't put on airs. He said some stuff that I remember. Uh, he threw some of his players under the bus one time, and we called him out on yeah. it. Um, but again, he. <laughs> He he could go on a diatribe on some very interesting stuff, and you you know exactly where his thoughts were. So it's a, a, a very sad day. He was pretty young, sixty. How old was he? Like 61. 61 or sixty-two? 61. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, well, and and I think I, it was neat to see not only his his team and his former teams kind of paying tribute to him, but a lot of teams across the country all uh, had moments for him. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. It kind of, kind of goes. I think it kind of um, reflects your character when people are willing to uh, take time out and and uh, and give you a memorial, even if they never really knew you or you weren't involved with the program. Yeah. So, but anyway, there we go. Mike Leach. May God rest his soul. All right, uh, you ready to go under further review for the Pac-12 Bowl Games Beach? After further review, the runner did. Cross the line. Yeah, it looks like first one up is Wazoo versus Fusu. Well, yeah, we're, this this will be quick. Um, okay. And we'll just go through it. So uh, I do have our picks here. Mm-hmm. And, I do too. And, uh, yeah, first up, we had Washington State versus Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel's a prick. But um, we all picked Wazoo on this. Who won, Beach? What? Who won? I don't think Wazoo did. <laughs> no, Fresno State won twenty nine to six. Yeah, they pretty much just dominated. Well, they have uh, they had Hainer back, the quarterback that uh, did really well against the Beeves, mm-hmm. who had been hurt for a few weeks. He came back, and Fresno ended up winning the uh, the uh, was was you know one of the Mountain things was, was was Wazoo short on any people, or did did pretty much their whole team show up? I think most people played, yeah. You know, that's that's one of the disappointing things with the way things are going. Not only are our players getting paid to play, but I think a lot of them are walking away from bowl games because they'd rather not give themselves a potential injury if they're going to be going into uh Yep. Another reason pros. why my fandom of college football is waning. M- mine too a little bit. But anyways, so yeah. Fresno State won. Um, up next, Beach, we had Oregon versus North Carolina in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. This one here, Kyle went with the Ducks, and you and I went with North Carolina. We did. Um, Bo Nix for Oregon threw a six-yard touchdown pass to Chase Cota on fourth down with 19 seconds left. And Camden Lewis's PAT bounced off the left upright 
but went through to give number 15 Oregon a wild 28-27 victory against North Carolina. So it was, you know, I never got to watch that game, so it was freaking tight. Oh, very much so. Like a German hooker. Oh, yeah, good and tight. It hit an upright and fell in? And bounced through, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. You know, I even asked Dad about that. I'm like, how was the Oregon game? Was it tight? And he's like, he's like, oh, it was pretty close. I'm like, freaking hey, that's something you're like, yeah, the ball went last play of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't the last play, but damn near, right? 19 seconds left, so. Wow. So you won the one there. Next up, Beach. No, I didn't. Kyle did. Uh, Kyle won it. You and I lost. Next up, we had Texas versus Washington in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Hmm. Alamo. Um. So you and I, you know, you and I think a lot alike. Evidently, you and I both picked the dogs, and Kyle, uh, Kyle likes Texas probably because. Years and. But uh, anyway, <laughs> what? Uh, how'd this one turn out, Billy? Well, Beach, uh, Washington <laughs> quarterback Michael Penix Jr. threw for 297 yards and two touchdowns in Washington's 27 to 20 win. 27 to 20 win. So we won. Yes, we did. Suck it, Kyle. <laughs> I hate you, Kyle. <laughs> All, All right, Beach. Right. Next up, we had Pitt, Pittsburgh versus UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And I don't know anything about Pitt, but I hate Chip Kelly, and that's why I picked Pitt. I don't know why you and Kyle did, but that was my justification. And how did that go turn out, Billy? Well, Beach, Pitt uh, – Place kicker Ben Sauls kicked five field goals, including a 47-yarder in the final seconds, and Pitt beat number UCLA, number 18 UCLA, 37 to 35. In that game, beat UCLA had fought turnovers, including four inter- interceptions. Wow! And actually, there was this their starting quarterback. Well, UCLA was leading until uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson started having back spasms and couldn't go anymore. Mm. And that's when Pitt came back. Gotcha. Yep. Well, injuries are part of the game. Yes, it is. So there you go. So we all and, and, and the worst part about that. that is the worst part about that is I think Dorian Thompson Robinson ended up like twenty yards short of the all time passing mark at UCLA. Oh. Yeah. God, it's almost like you just want to throw him out there and let him throw a courtesy uh, uh, throw. Something, yeah. So anyways. All right, Beach. Uh, next up, we had Penn State versus Utah in the Rose Bowl. I mean, we're not going to do Tulane and we'll do and that. USC. That will that. I'm doing these in the order that they happened. Oh, okay. Other than Oregon State, you Correct. totally we always do those last. <laughs> okay. Well, you uh, we all picked Utah against Penn State, but I'm thinking that was a bad call. Was that a bad call? Yes, Beach. Early in the first, in the excuse me, early in the third quarter. Penn State freshman Nicholas Singleton made a tie-breaking 87-yard touchdown run. And then on the first snap of the fourth quarter, Penn State wide receiver Keandre Lambert-Smith made the longest touchdown reception in Rose Bowl history on an 88-yard pass. And those two scores, along with Utah quarterback Cameron Rising's game-ending injury in the third quarter, decided it for... Penn State, 35-21. to 21. Hmm. So Utah was hanging around, but when Rising went down in the third, that's when Penn State pulled away. Wow. 
And Beach actually just got news uh, just today. Cameron Rising is coming back for his final season of eligibility next year. Okay. So, yeah, he'll be back for one more year. Seems like he's been there forever, which he pretty much has. So, well, because everybody's getting this extra year of eligibility because of COVID and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, he's coming back for one more year. That's good. Two straight Rose Bowls wasn't enough for him. I guess he wants to actually win one. <laughs> so, we all lost that one. But next up, we had USC versus Tulane. In the Goodyear Gator Bowl. That's not right. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl. And we all picked uh we all picked Tulane. Yes, we did. Because USC's a bunch of overrated bitch boys. Yep. So Beach, US did you watch that game? I did not. I, uh, the only game I really watched was well the one you and I went to. Yeah, you it was a good one. USC led the game forty five to thirty with four minutes and seconds at uh, seven seconds left. Tulane got the ball back on the kickoff and scored in two plays. Then on the ensuing kickoff, USC fumbled it out of bounds at the two. That led a couple plays later to a safety with Tulane picking up two points and getting the ball back. Like divine intervention. Then Tulane drove 66 yards in three minutes and 11 seconds to score a TD that was originally called incomplete, but reviewed and ruled a touchdown, which it was. Ball never touched wow. the ground. With nine seconds left, and Tulane won 46-45. Good for them. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's funny. I, I have, you know, normally you're always like, oh, I root for my conference in the in the uh, bowl games. Nope. It's like, no. And I, I'm just going to say, f*** UCLA and f*** USC. Yep. I, you know what? Uh, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, they don't count against us because they're no longer in the Pac-12. Nope, nope. They're just there as a courtesy for the moment, but they can go to hell. Screw you guys. So, yep. Yeah. And and I still have hatred over USC for the game this season. Their, their low-class attitude after the game was over, rubbing their asses on the Beaver logo. They deserve everything they got in that game. I agree. So, sons of bitches. All right, Beach. Anyway. Um, and so we basically ended up tied on the bowl game picks. We all lost three. Hmm. So. so yeah, I was I was looking. So we got uh, only Oregon State, Oregon, and Washington won their bowl games. And uh, Oregon State, Oregon, Washington. Yeah, that's all. Utah lost. USC yep, lost. UCLA right. lost. And so, Wazoo. The the Beavs ended up three and four, or the Pac-12 ended up three and four, but really they ended up three and two. Because mm-hmm. the now do we only have those those uh, two worthless teams for one more year? Yes. Okay, so this will be our last year. So hopefully we can, uh, hopefully in 2023 we can just destroy them. Yeah. Well, the Beavs don't play USC this year. Oh, we got where we have to pay uh, bitch tits. Yeah. Okay. Either way. Last time I can wear my shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Beans, the last game we will talk about, the Oregon State versus Florida in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. That was an awesome game, Billy. Yes, it was. So uh, Florida's Adam Mahalik's 40-yard field goal with 37 seconds left finally put the Gators on the scoreboard. 
which was one of Oregon State's few disappointments in an otherwise dominant 30-3 Las Vegas Bowl victory. Now, the Beavs reached 10 victories for the third time in program history and the first time in 10 years. They have first accomplished the feat in 2000 when Coach Jonathan Smith was the team's quarterback. The other time they did it was in 2006. Now, Oregon State running back Deshaun Fenwick was ready when called upon rushing for 107 yards. Now, he took up the load when Pac-12 Conference Offensive Freshman of the Year Damian Martinez went out with an apparent shoulder injury on the Beavers' second drive. Now, Martinez had rushed for at least 100 yards in six consecutive games and needed just 30 yards to become the fourth freshman in program history to gain 1,000 yards for the season. But he only had 12 yards on three carries before the injury. Damn it. Yep, so he ended up 18 yards short. So Florida was 16th in the nation with 213.7 yards per game rushing. But Oregon State had the 20th best rush defense and allowing only 114 yards a game average. But Beach, this was the fifth time that season the Beavs didn't allow an opponent to rush for 100 yards, holding the Gators to 39. And in the game beach, Oregon State allowed just 219 yards while gaining 353. So, Beach, great season for the Beavs. It was a great game. Great game. I first of all, I I really like that venue. Oh, I, I the the Raiders Stadium is phenomenal. Yeah. I I don't know if our tickets were that special for the area that we got to sit in, but the food that was served in our area was so over the top for a football stadium. Yeah. I mean, there was a, well, was a big slab of brisket there or something. They yeah, were cutting they're fresh carving brisket and turkey yeah, well, and wood fired pizzas. Yeah. It was great. Oh, oh, unbelievable. And then they had full little, bar. Ca- well, yeah. And little couches sitting there for people to chill on. If they didn't want to watch the game, why you wouldn't want to watch it beyond me. Yep. But uh, yeah, just, just unbelievable level of, of, uh, of um, quality there. Yeah. So, and then p- padded seats and cup holders. And, oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, great oh, venue. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. It's so easy to get in and out of. Mm-hmm. Super easy right there across uh, the freeway from the strip. Other than you can't bring in toys into yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to bring in my jackhammer into the game, and we walked by for, a bunch for, of... For, for, those, for, those, for those that don't know, Billy brings toys to the game. He has two. He has a little... Black and Decker battery operated chainsaw. Yeah. And he's got a little Black and Decker jackhammer. Yeah. That, that, uh, they're toys. They run on what? Probably double A batteries. Yeah. Yeah. And the little jackhammer goes up and down. The little chainsaw has a little fake chain that circles around. Yeah. And then I've had Billy the chainsaw little... for over a decade. Yeah. We had a whole episode with Oregon State there about what, four or five years ago. Yeah. But we don't need to go into that one. But tell them what happened on this one, Billy. So it was I, – I, I took the the jackhammer with me because it was going to be Jack Coletto, the jackhammer's last game. I was like, man, I want to take my jackhammer. And so I took it to Vegas with us. And I'm like, do I take it in? Don't I? I'm like, you know what? I'd look through all the stuff that was banned and you couldn't have. And I'm like, well, I'm good. And so we're walking through security. And Beach was with me. Half the security guys were, cool jackhammer. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Great. And so we're going all the way through, just about ready to check our tickets. This guy walks up and goes, I don't think you can take that in. And I was like, well, why not? It's not banned. I was looking at the list of stuff that was banned, and it's just a toy. And No, it's a stick. It's not a st- 
thick. It's a little, you know, maybe 12 inch, 14 inch long jackhammer. And he goes, no, it's a stick. And it's plastic. It's not yeah, metal. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's plastic. I'm like, it's a toy. No, it's a stick. You can't take it in. So, so I had to walk it back out. Luckily, I called Jess, and she she took mercy on my soul and drove back and picked up well, my jackhammer. So I, so I already was was in there, and I didn't want to exit. So I just sat inside the 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 entry queue there, waiting for you, sitting on the hunk of concrete. And then you were gone for a bit. And this guy walks up to me and he's like, is there a problem? I'm like, no, I'm waiting for my brother. You wouldn't let him in because he had a toy. Yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like, you wouldn't let him in because he had a little plastic toy. Yeah. Well, does it have batteries? I'm like, yeah, probably. Well, you know, we really can't have anything with batteries in it because, you know, it could be a device for things. I'm like, and I hold up my phone and I'm like, what's this? Yeah. And he's like, well, you need those for emergency purposes. <laughs> yeah, to like set off bombs and shit, you dumbass. <laughs> I know. Good God. That, that was just a you cop know? out, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you freaking dipshit. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, Jess came back, picked up my, my chains or my uh, jackhammer and everything was right. But, man, other than that, I love the venue. Oh, yes, I'd, I'd go down there for a game like that again. That yeah, was totally. That was fun. And it was a great year for uh, Beaver football. And you know, for most of the most of the way, I think we had great tailgaters. You know, we what we had great weather yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, considering you know we've had some years where it rains every freaking game. This one, what did we have like one rainy day? We had one where it rained some. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, it was great. I never yeah, had to dry yeah. everything out. So yeah, no, it was, it was great. It's a good year. Yeah, and I'd like to start talking about next season's schedule, but they haven't finalized it yet. Really? Nope. So when do they usually finalize it? Well, it should be soon. Um, We do know that the Bees open at San Jose State. Hmm. So we know the first three games. They're at San Jose State on September 2nd. They're home against UC Davis Aggies on September 9th. And then home against the San Diego State Aztecs on September 16th. We should go to San Jose State. Maybe. It'd be an easy one to go to. Yeah. No, you can get flights down there pretty darn cheap. Yeah. So, so we'll have to look into it. But the rest... maybe, we can go to six, maybe we can go to Six Flags while we're down there. Yeah, possibly. Or, or, or we could go to uh, Great America. Yeah, which will be... We should probably do. Yeah, before they knock it down. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, that'd be a riot. Yeah, I could I could do that. Yeah. Okay. So, let's let's, um, let's plan that. But yeah, the rest of the schedule they don't have planned out yet because they don't have the um, Pac-12 uh, done. We do know they do not play USC, and it looks like they don't play Arizona State. Okay. So. Anyways. But yeah, great season. All right, Beach. It is now time right. for the Tommy Tuberville. Well, before we do this, we could talk about the because uh, we are recording this Monday night um, as the uh, national championship game was going on. Mm-hmm. But in that game, Georgia won sixty-five to seven over TCU. So there's not a lot to talk about. Disappointing. Yeah, I was rooting for TCU. Mm-hmm. But anyways. All right, Brian uh, Beach, it is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. (laughs) 
Jackass of the Week Award. Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And, Beads, this week, we're going to give it to three entities. Okay. We're going to give it to the NCAA as a whole. Mm-hmm. The college football playoff group, whoever that is. And to SoFi Stadium. Okay. Do explain why we're giving it to all three. Well, Beach, uh, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, which was home to this year's national championship game, did not allow tailgating in any parking lot, according to its parking section of its website. Are you crapping me? This decision was made by the college football playoff, and the same rules were in place for previous national championship games, according to the L.A. Times. Now, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp tweeted his disappointment at the rule in an announcement that uh, in an announcement that Atlanta will host the 2025 national championship. So Kemp uh, tweeted after his wife and family landed. He said, quote, Marty, the girls and I just landed in California for the national championship. First thing we're going to do is find a spot to tailgate with the best fans in the country. Then later, he, tw- he followed up with this tweet. While California may not know this, in the South, a tailgate with friends and family is the only way to prepare for a big game. When Georgia hosts the 2025 National Championship, we'll make sure our fans are able to tailgate, even if it's at the state capitol. Then others uh, chimed in saying, other tweeter, uh, other people chimed in with tweets saying any venue that's going to ban pregame tailgating should be banned from ever hosting a college football playoff or championship game. No excuses, no exception. Another guy said, uh, said so far not allowing tailgating in their parking lot for the national championship game. Do they not understand that foundations of college football? Let's bring these games back to serious football towns. And I agree. Like that's what sets college football apart. Yes, they Mm -hmm. tailgate in the pros. I understand that. But it is nothing like college football tailgates. And to to just get rid of that for the national championship game? You know, it's it's just wrong. Yeah, just wrong. Anyway, weird. And I just think it's I think it's horrible. Another reason why my fandom for college football and college sports in general is waning. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're just taking everything that makes it special and cutting it out. All in the name of money. Is that what it is? Well, this is because, you know, they want to put it in this new stadium and, you know, ooh, SoFi wants to do it because they're the new stadium. Well, screw you. If you're not going to allow tailgating, you don't get it. Yeah. You know, I'd rather them just freaking do it at Georgia or LSU or Florida. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do it absolutely. somewhere where they, they'll actually let you do that stuff. Anyways, just piss me off. So, NCAA, College Football Playoff, and SoFi Stadium, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week. All right, Beach, it's now time for the musical interlude. We are still on our fire kick. Cool. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. <laughs> and uh, I've got a song. That came out in 1987. Ooh, I love 1987. Good year. 
Now, this song was the first track from the album Diesel and Dust. I am not familiar with this album. Well, maybe I am, and I just can't remember. It's been a few years. This song was released as the second single from the album. It reached number one in New Zealand, South Africa, and Canada. Number three in the Netherlands. Number five in France. Number six in the UK, Australia, and Ireland. And number 17 in the United States and Sweden. Now, it's one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. And it was named number 95 on VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of the 80s. Hmm. And I will say that this band was from Australia. The name of the band, Midnight Oil. Ooh, okay. And the song, Beds Are Burning. You know the song? I do know the song. Okay. It's a good song. So, Beach, the song came out um, after Midnight Oil toured through the Outback in 1986, playing to remote Aboriginal communities and seeing firsthand the seriousness of the issues in health and living standards. The band wrote Beds Are Burning to criticize how that population was often forcibly removed from their lands, highlighted by the pre-chorus lines, quote, it belongs to them, let's give it back. Now, considering such a local affair inspired a worldwide hit, one of the band members said, who would have thought an Aboriginal lands rights song would travel that far? And and Beach, the song uh, contains specific references to certain Australian places and politics, such as the Kintora Ranges and the town of Yumindumu. Hmm. So, anyways, it's a song I've always liked. I just enjoy the song. So here is Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil. Out where the river broke, the bloodwood and the desert oak, holding wrecks and Time has come to save them. 
Enjoy that song, Beach. You, you know, I never paid much attention to the lyrics before this. Yeah, I, I knew what it was about. Okay, well, I never, and you know, I never really asked. Normally, I all like questions. Some sort of that one, I never have. Yeah, I do that all the time, where I'm like, "What the hell is that line?" Then I have to mm-hmm. look it up. Yeah, I'll do that on occasion, but but yeah, yeah, never on that one. Okay, so so sidetrack here. Have you ever heard the song Athena by the Who? I'm sure I have. Um. Because I, I had the lyrics wrong for decades when I heard this thing. So, uh, remember you had your segment you used to do, Cheaters and Whores? Yes, absolutely, Cheaters and, and Whores. The Rosie Ruiz, Cheaters and Whores. So, I have, yeah. a little, I have a little musical stinger that we play going into it. Um, because in the chorus of that song, I thought, you know, the song's about Athena. I never knew how much I'd need her and it's going mm-hmm. on. So, um, at, before it heads into the chorus, I thought... She's just a girl. She's a whore. Yeah, She's yeah. She's just a girl. You, yes. That's not what he says. What's he say? <laughs> I just looked it up because I'm like, I wonder if that's what she really says. And I literally just looked this up in the like, last week or two. Uh-huh. She's just a girl. She's a bomb. She's a bong? Bomb. Oh. That's what the lyric is. She's just a girl. She's a bomb. She's just a girl. She's a mom. So, I always thought so she was a whore. Is that, is that like, is, is that, I don't know if that's quite the Mandela effect, but, but, uh, well, maybe a Freudian thing. Is that what you call that? A Freudian thing? 
uh, I don't know. Freudian slip is when you say something like, I, I, I have something I say at work when someone calls in and they've ordered before. Uh-huh. So they'll give me, uh, can I get your phone number? And they, I type in the phone number and then their address pops up. Uh-huh. And I'll go, oh, are you at blah, blah, blah? And they're like, how'd you know that? And I was like, oh, I'm psychotic. I mean, I'm psychic. <laughs> psychic, sorry. That was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? So that would be a Freudian slip right there. Okay. Anyways. Well, then call, calling somebody a whore, yeah, but, that's not a Freudian slip? No. When it's not a whore? Well, no, it's 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 a bomb. That's just oh. that's just not knowing the lyrics and thinking oh, you okay. did. Okay. Anyways, so. Just a, uh, I just had to throw that out there because I just found that out the other day. So, nice. anyways, well, beach. That's about all we have this week. Well, that's that's kind of disappointing. You got any big? And, and and now we're gonna have like a really long dry spell unless we do some random one during baseball. No, right? no, I'm I'm hoping we do at least try to do two a month. Okay. So okay. hopefully we'll do one in a couple weeks. Um, so. Uh, you have any plans this month? Um, not this month. Uh, next month I'm going to Florida. Oh, really? But, when, you, oh, uh, when you going to Florida? Uh, second week of February, I think. Nice. Uh, just yeah. oh, that's right. You're going down to just dink around. Yeah, just dink around. I was hoping that uh, Tron would be open by then, but it sounds like the uh, cast member opening of Tron is not going to be until like the first week of March. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Yeah. So I'm actually going down to Florida this weekend. You, when you fly out, we fly out red eye Thursday night. Nice. And then uh, we're just literally going down for the weekend. Uh, my beautiful bride turned 40 last week. I turn 50 next week. And so she wanted to do something on the weekend. So I said, all right, let's do it. So doing a great quick, way to spend a weekend, quick little jaunt. Yes. Well, and you can get flights down there almost as cheap as California. I know. I know. And so. it's a lot more open than California. You don't yeah. have you don't have L.A. County thinking about masking everybody up again, which does no good. <laughs> Morons. God. Oh. Anyways. Well, anything else to add, Beach? I got I got nothing, Billy. Just yeah. Just... We're kind of we're kind of in a in a slow slow zone here, right? Because bowl season's over. We're just starting to pick up with some of the winter sports. Baseball will be starting here in what about five weeks, I think. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. But so, pretty much down in Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know mom and dad are planning on going to some games down there. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we, we really need to make an effort to, to go to more games this year. Oh, we, so keep, keep, keep me informed. I I'm I need to take more time off and actually enjoy life a little bit. I agree. I agree. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number one ninety one of illegal participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Heinrich Tailgater at gmail.com. At Heinrich Tailgater on Twitter. Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. Remember, you can listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Remember to leave a rating review. And Beach. Billy. We will have to do this again in about two weeks. Sound good? Sounds awesome. All right. Well, until then, here's a great big Go Beavs.
You there? I hate when I put it in the wrong hole. How you doing? Yeah. So, you got an update? I got an update. You got a song? I got a song. Okay, sweet. We're good. Let's go. Let's do this shit. I'm tired. Me too. <clears throat> Sip of water. Is this going to be a dirt, quick and dirty one? Dude, seriously, I'm just about ready to say something and you freaking cut <laughs> me know. off again. So, yeah, where is it? There we go. Because I didn't write this one down. Damn it. I gotta cut all this out and put it at the end. Mm-hmm. So I sound like I never screw up. All right. Um, Ozone Solutions. Let's see the Ozone Company. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Looks like a. Uh... Okay. So it was in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. Presented by Ozone. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they do. There's because it's kind of a weird name. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really say what they do. So this is a really quality podcast here today. You know what? Shut up. You just come in and you throw a big old monkey wrench and everything. Because I ask questions. I I am the representative for the audience here. I'm asking the questions they want to know. Like one of the questions they want to know is why you're such a bitch. Oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> I'm trying to look, see what the scores were. I haven't um, scored in years. Yeah. If you like. All right, not too bad. Not not the greatest one in the world, but no. you know, it, it tides us over and closes up the closes up the door. Yep, 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 yep. Well, well, I I do want to try to do a couple a month. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to. You know, I'd like to keep a little bit more on top of baseball this year. Yeah, and uh, and I would like to go to a few games if we can try to plan. Maybe uh, do they sell any type of uh, packages? Uh, yeah, but they're probably sold out by now. Really? Okay. Yeah. So. Yep. So our best bet is to try to find stuff on uh, 
hub hubs tub or yeah i'll see if i can uh, i'll see if i can come up with any okay yeah i i still enjoyed our ones that we did with uh, columbia so if you didn't score any of those again that'd be awesome i like beer <laughs> <laughs>